This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Lifestyles podcast on the fire pit. So I am Marissa Russell. I am the Lifestyles editor and podcast manager at the Ferris State Torch. The Torches are newspaper on campus where I have two of my very favorite people that I work with here with me today. So you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Um, hello, my name is Kaylin Johnson. I work at The Torch as a managing copy editor. I am an English major and I am excited to be graduating in just a few months. I'm not excited for that. It's going to come way too fast. <laughs> Uh, so I guess I'll introduce myself then. Uh, my name is Noah Kirchin. I am the news editor and editor of Special Editions. Uh, I'm a JTC major, and I still got a few years left here. So I guess I should probably introduce myself a little better since it is my podcast. So I am a junior in our uh, journalism and technical communications program, and I am supposed to graduate next year and do I don't know what. So... We already have one episode out for the fire pit, which is very exciting. It is our sports podcast, so if you're interested in any of our sports, you should go listen to that. But today, I have brought my two favorite people on here to talk about Modern Love. So Modern Love is a little bit of a section that we do in Lifestyles, where we just talk about different types of like relationships and like things that go on nowadays. So I am currently single and... Actually, in like two days, it'll be a whole year I've been single. And this is the longest I've ever been single since I was like 13. Wow. I love that for you. Oh, it's very weird. <laughs> and then, so Kaylin, can you tell me about your relationship? Yes. Um, I just got engaged in November. So I'm in a steady, happy relationship, I guess you would say. I really am excited. We're planning the wedding for June 18th, 2022. It's a lot of work. Planning a wedding is a lot crazier than I thought it would be, and I'm only just starting, so. Yeah, it's very, like, scary, it seems like, especially now with, like, COVID and all that going on. Yeah, we don't really know, like, is everything going to be open even by that point? Like, we're really hoping that everything is kind of calmed down by then, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Man, it would be a super-duper shame to have to have your wedding on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Noah, what about you? Oh, I am chronically and horrifically single. Um, It's kind of a running joke at this point. Like, the thing is, is I'm realistically way too busy to have a relationship right now. But, like, also, dating in the gay community is the worst thing ever. Like, we can get into that later, but it's a travesty. Well, especially so, Big Rapids is a very small town. I'm from here, so I can say whatever I want about it. It's like... Michigan is, like, a gay dry spot. Like, there's some, but, like, the selection, mm-hmm. the, the the pickings are very slim. Well, and especially with our podunk little town here. Oh, yeah, that too. But, like, then you have to factor in just, like, the issues of dating in the LGBT community. Like, it, oh, God, the standards that are set and, like, all of, like, the body image things and, like, uh, it's a whole mess. It sounds like it, it's, like... Like, I, you would think that, like, straight dating would be, like, the worst thing ever. But, like, no. Everybody in, like, the gay community has way higher, like, body standards and, like, expects you to have sex on the first date. And, like, it's just not fun. Like, that is not what I want. I'm ready to be, like, a 30-year-old gay <laughs> when, like, all, like, the gays my age are over, like, hopefully over the vanity. Like, it's kind of horrible like if you have any type of like body image issues when you're a young gay like good luck dating honestly i can't even imagine like i mean i guess we kind of can imagine because we're females females and males always have always have the same kind of body issue type things but i guess i never really realized that it was like that so much in the gay community oh yeah it's horrible like i I want to. I don't want to like say like, oh, look at the California gays, but like honestly, like what other example is there? <laughs> like, all of them are basically like influencers, mm-hmm. and like you look at them and like, oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to like act like and look like and everything like that. And yeah, there's definitely 
those quote unquote role models for the LGBT community like there is for like young girls and stuff like that and it is just as toxic. Body image is just like a huge issue it seems like like more and more each year. It is. Body image is literally like one of the worst parts about dating in general. Just like the worst parts about modern love in general. Yeah, Um, so I was with my almost four-year relationship, and we were, like, high school sweethearts and everything, and he would tell me that he didn't like to do things with me because of my body. What? That is so toxic, Marissa. That's horrible. (laughs) I can't even imagine. So, like, nowadays in college, I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Like, the dating just game isn't fun Especially now with, like, Tinder and, mm-hmm. like, all the, like, people really? that you can talk to. You never know where you stand with someone. And that's the most annoying thing to me. Tinder honestly makes me feel horrible about myself. Like, I I could go on my Tinder right now and pull up my inbox. And if you look, first of all, nobody messages first. That's basically on like YouTube. Oh, I never message first. Mm-mm. I hate rejection. So I have like 15 or 20 matches right now and none of them have messaged me, but like I have way too severe of anxiety to message them. And my most recent um like message that I have is somebody going, "Hello, handsome." And then it gets significantly more explicit from there. Yep. Like first message and it's yikesville. Every single message just about, like, I feel that being, like, a young girl on Tinder and, like, just guys aren't very respectful, if you will. Like, they're not gentlemen anymore. Yeah. See, that's, like, something that I can't really relate to because, um, well, I've been with my fiancé now for four years. And he's basically the only guy that you've ever, he's like, the, you had a, another boyfriend, but nothing like Like, a this. high school boyfriend. Yeah. But... Other than that, I haven't ever been with anybody else, so I don't, like, I guess I don't really know the whole Tinder culture and things like that. Uh, honestly, feel lucky. Like <laughs> There is a whole Tinder culture is what the weird thing is, is that, like, you just don't realize how, like, embedded it is, if you will, until you mm-hmm. are in it. Like, um, I remember my freshman year, I was with my four-year, four-year relationship, and all my friends were single, so they were all on Tinder and stuff, and I, they would tell me stories and stuff, and I just couldn't understand. Then after I broke up with them and I got on Tinder, I was like, oh, this is what they meant. Yeah, Tinder's a toxic wasteland. And it's not like any of the other apps are any better. Like, Bumble's the same way, and, like, everything like that. It's it's just, it's all, they're all a mess. Mm-hmm. You basically just have to, like, take them and view them more as, like, games. Like, that's what me and my friends did. Like, so me and my best friend were both single at one point together, and we would basically just hang out and see who all we could find that like match with the same guys and stuff. You want to play a fun game? Go to your hometown and like <laughs> catfish on Tinder just to see who all is like a still in your hometown, but b like on Tinder and like how much they be lying. Like I went back to my hometown and I was on gay Tinder, and one of the most homophobic people from my high school was like the third person to show up in my like swipe options. And first of all, not only was that hilarious, but second of all, like he just completely lied about everything about his personality, which was super funny. How often does that like happen? Um, I mean, honestly, whenever I go to my hometown, I, I kind of find more and more people from my high school that were just like awful people and significantly homophobic on Tinder. Like I went to a high school in like a rather rich, uh, snooty and very religious area. Mm-hmm. And like... Now it's just coming full circle, and I find it hilarious. So with Valentine's Day being this past week, how do you guys feel? Because, like, I know this is the first Valentine's Day since I was, like, 13. I was single. So, like, it was just very, like, off-putting for me. So how did you guys react with it? I mean, we don't really do too much for Valentine's Day anymore. Well, at least it still (laughs) came up for you, though. It came up for the weekend. Um, We just kind of... Hung out, watched movies. I made dinner for everybody, but we had, like, a group of people come over. Marissa came over. But we didn't do too much. Just kind of chilled, I guess. We didn't get presents or anything. We just figured we'd cook and stuff, and that would be, like, our gift to each other. (laughs) What about you, Noah? 
Um, let's see. What did I do on Valentine's Day? I think I watched Ratatouille in my bed while I cried. <laughs> I, I feel, feel that. that. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty productive day. Um, no, but what you got to look out for is a few days after Hall- uh, Halloween, Valentine's Day, is you go to the stores and then all the Halloween... <laughs> 50% off candy. Of I know where you're going. Valentine's Day candy is on sale. And if you wait until like three days later, then it's all like 90% off. Mm, nice. It's like, we need to go. <laughs> yeah, I see. I never like am lucky there because I always go to get like the like half off 90% off candy and by the time I go it's all gone okay pro tip (laughs) pro tip the pharmacies are usually going to be giving you the better discounts and have more of a selection over grocery stores oh yeah Rite Aid that's where I always go yeah Rite Aid Walgreens Walgreens. yeah uh also pro tip just work at a school because like my kids they'll give us a little valentine's day gift so like children I, I didn't get children. a Valentine's Day gift for many of the children. You didn't work Valentine's. I mean, technically I didn't either, but I worked the Friday before, which is when they had their parties. All right, I guess. I just not, I'm not as important to them as you are. So not only does do Kaylin and I hang out uh, all the time for the torch, but she works with me at the daycare at school that I work at, so we never get enough of each other. No, we're always together. If there was... We're gonna Any, this is the true, like, love story here. Yes. <laughs> so, moral of the story, just ditch Tinder, find a best friend that you can work, like, multiple jobs with and the sa- basically same major, have same interests. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Noah, you're out of this. Oh, no, but I've got my own. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I'm interested to hear from Kaylin, how has, like, dealing with a long-ish distance relationship during the middle of a pandemic been? Like it's been weird. Um, we it was faced, nice for you guys though in the beginning. Cause it like, was nice for us in the beginning because he came and stayed with me, so we stayed together for a month or so in the very beginning, where we just kind of didn't leave the apartment at all and just kind of stayed there. And he would go shopping and stuff, so I didn't have to go to the stores, which was great. But after a while, we had to kind of start getting back in the swing of things, even though we had to, even though it was still like. Well, your families wanted you to come back up to the UP, didn't you? Didn't they? Yes, they. Both of our families wanted us to come back up. We neither of us really want to. Like, I love the UP as a place, but I struggle a little bit sometimes with like the views in that place, you know. But it's a little bit close-minded. Yeah, because you live in an Amish community, right? I do not. <laughs> that is enough. <laughs> The log cabins, the oh uh, horse-drawn uh, car- carriages. Marissa, you act like you have never seen like one of those Amish buggies at Walmart here before. Big Rapids is way bigger in the Amish community than. Oh yeah, because we're uh, we have like a whole bunch of Amish that like settled here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but- anyways, I do have running water. We don't. We do have like heat and vehicles and electricity and all you that. You do. Yes, we do. But. <gasps> Anyways, answering Noah's question, um, I feel like after like our first month that we were staying kind of just out of society at all, pretty much, our parents wanted us to come home. We had to go back for a while. I got an internship that was virtual, so we couldn't really just kind of stay anymore. We had to start doing life again well no, it was w- weird for you guys wasn't it because you guys for a majority of your relationship haven't been together because like you are a year older than brad so mm-hmm. you went off to college before he did and even now that he's off to college he's on almost the other side of the state than you yeah so originally it was about when i first came down it was about a five hour distance um now that he is also down state for school it's only about two and a half which is a lot nicer but we still, sometimes we only see each other, like, every few weekends, maybe twice a month or so. That must be, like, the timing of your wedding sounds really nice, though, because, like, he should be graduated by then, right? Yes, that's the that's, whole reason why they're that's waiting. That's the plan. We're really hoping, I mean, we're also hoping that COVID is over by that point, but we're really hoping that gra- that <laughs> Brad can be graduated by that point and that um, Working with he can me. Marissa has this plan that she wants me and Brad to stay in Big Rapids and live with her forever. I'm not saying that. Just wait for me to get out of school. 
<laughs> I'm not sure if that'll happen, but when Brad finishes school, he should have that semester of student teaching. And then once he's done with that, that'll be pretty much right around the time when we're planning on getting married. So that is kind of the plan was to wait for him to graduate. Nice, nice. Oh, so you're marrying a teacher. Yes. I, you can. Know, you know I'm not in it for the money. The money, yeah. Especially when he was like, going to be <laughs> oh, a neurosurgeon yes. at first. He was, well, originally he was supposed to be a neurologist. Ooh. And he, then he gave you high hopes. And yes. Then and then them. he decided to become a math teacher. Oh man! So like <laughs> so, more than half of a pay cut. What a yeah. what a. Huge so you know that I am not just stamp. in it for the money. Yeah. He, at that point, he knew I wasn't a gold digger. <laughs> You're in it for love. That's real. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. Like gold. Like if we, if I was a gold digger, I'm not saying I am, but if I was, <laughs> I think I honestly would work out because like I can fall in love with just about anyone. Marissa literally falls in love every day. I feel like Marissa would be one of those like under the radar gold diggers that could like totally pull it off without even anybody noticing. So the funny thing is, is that my one of my absolute favorite teachers I've ever had, uh, I was very close to him and I had like a whole bunch of his classes in high school and stuff. And one of the times uh, he was talking. I'm a little scared for where this is going. No. So am I. <laughs> no, he was talking about a past uh, student he had and they were talking about like future careers and stuff. And like what everyone wanted to do. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be a trophy wife. And my teacher was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to marry uh, someone rich and famous and just be a trophy wife. And she did. She was like. Already? She, well, this was a couple of years ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, she uh, married an NFL player, I think it is, or something like some top notch person. Um, and I was like, I really feel that. I mean, she had a goal and she stuck to it. I love that. Uh, oh, that reminds me. One of my most popular TikToks is me actually saying like, Ferris offers like a dental program and like a journalism program. But like, it really disappoints me that they don't offer like a trophy spouse program. <laughs> like, and that's one of my most popular videos. <laughs> Could you? How would that even work? Like having a trophy spouse program? I don't know. Like teach you how to like lure them in and like spend their money in. undetectably and like I was thinking how to like buy a white egg. Range Rover. <laughs> like okay. teach you how to make like the best meals. Yeah, like how yeah. to like sew their clothes. That could be a component. Yeah, tie but. their ties. I'll teach it. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, you basically are with your cottage core and everything. My cottage core. That's my. Aesthetic. I mean, I not today. That. I'm very uncottage core today, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're not too far off. I mean, I still am wearing a turtleneck, but with owl socks. With owl socks, I suppose. <laughs> so, what are we gonna talk about next on Modern Love, guys? I don't know. I would just. I kind of like. We could talk about dating in a pandemic because we got the almost <laughs> married ladies perspective. And then yeah, ours... let's hear you guys. So. It sucks. I it's, won't lie to you. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> so, like, honestly, in the beginning, I wasn't too upset with it because I'm not someone that necessarily likes to go and hang out with people. Like, it flips me out. So, when we started the pandemic and we had the stay-at-home order, I was like, oh, I have a, like, excuse that they can't just call me out on. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, we're back to school. We're back to work. Just about everything's normal. So, now they're like, okay, you talked to us for, like, nine months. Time to pull up. Yeah, and for some reason, I don't know what it is, but I have such a hard time. I would rather meet a stranger at, like, a Starbucks or a restaurant than FaceTime a stranger for, like, the first time. What? I don't understand that, but, like, I would rather risk my life in public than to have to FaceTime a stranger. I don't know what it is. I don't need somebody seeing my messy room and, like, me through a freaking phone screen. Like, because Bumble has built-in, like, video calling. And so I think does Tinder. Tinder does, too. And Hinge. And, like, ah, I don't want a stranger, like, seeing me for the first time through FaceTime. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I just have severe anxiety about that. Yeah. See, hear me out. Like, so on Snapchat, you can also, like, FaceTime people. So it's, like... You can put cute filters on yourself. Like, I never... Nowadays, I don't ever take a picture of myself without, like, a filter on. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, if they want to FaceTime me through that, I look, like, ten times better than I do yeah. in person. Also, um, this may make me a bad person, but I do heavily judge a person based off of what color their text messages appear as my, in my <laughs> oh, phone. Oh, yeah. 
Like, I'm sorry, if we're having a great conversation on Tinder and then you give me your phone number and your freaking text messages show up as green bubbles, I'm sorry, but this is just not going to work out. I don't trust people that don't have an iPhone. The thing is, is it's not even about trust issues, but like we can't easily see each other's location and we can't FaceTime or use FaceTime audio. And like those are all weirdly deal breakers for Mm -hmm. me. I don't know why, but they are. I have become an iPhone elitist and I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, it does make things easier. Like knowing where being able to share location is like, nice it's i mean well the in thing some is points is that- like in some relationships yeah maybe it's a little creepy but in like a good healthy relationship knowing where people are like you just want to know that they're there and oh, safe yeah because like my best friends and i all share each other's locations exactly like- well like even the thing is though is that we have so many apps now you don't even need like iphones you can do that on uh facebook you can do it on snapchat snap maps is a huge thing yeah but see snapchat you have they have to have like logged on to Snapchat recently, like yeah. for when sharing your location on just like iMessage, you can just see where their phone is. I currently. can literally pull up right now my roommate's location and see it in real time. Where if I popped into Snapchat, I probably wouldn't see her location except for like last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right now it shows up as now at our dorm room, like. I wouldn't be able to do that on Snapchat. Also, I don't necessarily like the thought of, like, Facebook and Snapchat and everything like that having, like, my constant location access. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Oh, I, I mean, I feel like all social media, like, secretly have all of our information. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've definitely, like, tightened the belt on that a, mm-hmm. a lot lately. Saying no to cookies yeah and i don't know if you noticed but um this is mildly off topic but if you um have been paying attention to tech news recently you'll see facebook is sincerely peeved at apple because uh apple added something into their software in ios 14.4 that wouldn't let facebook uh cross-track users like usage data so they can't sell it for advertising and Facebook Dang, is really Zuckerberg. upset about this because they'll lose like $8 billion a year from mm-hmm. this specifically. But Apple's like, no, we're not doing that. We're yeah. not doing it. We're not letting you do it for Facebook or for Snapchat or for Instagram or any apps, mm-hmm. really. That, the funny thing that you bring Facebook up is that, so I talked about, we were talking about this in one of my classes the other day, actually, but Facebook wasn't actually made for like necessarily us. It was supposed to be a dating app. Oh, yeah. I do for remember Harvard that. kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's how it started, but yeah, but it came really popular. And the thing is, is I don't, I don't like Facebook. Like, I've never liked the idea of it. Like, nobody is that interesting. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to be a I pain, mean, but like, Facebook is horrible. Like, as a early teen, like a tween, and I was allowed to get Facebook for the first time. Yeah, that was exciting for me. But at this point, it's all advertisements and family members who are racist yeah it's politics too especially back in like october november Mm -hmm. with yeah like so i'm from here we're a very conservative republican in place so like just like probably 85 percent of my people on uh, facebook are huge trump supporters which Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna knock you i don't really care i'm not into politics but they would come like my mom especially would like, get into fights mm-hmm. on Facebook with people. And it was just, like... I am very guilty of getting into Facebook fights, uh, especially under WZZM 13's Facebook oh posts for some reason. I would just get into horrible arguments. <laughs> so what would you guys do in, like, a relationship with political differences? Oh, I Bringing can't. it back to modern love. <laughs> I don't care. That's the thing is that I'm so indifferent about everything and. Like, that's one of the things is that as long as you're not, like, a crappy human being, like, I really don't care what your political views, religious views, like, all that, because I'm very, like, I wouldn't say, like, dumb about it, but I just don't care enough to mm-hmm. pay attention to it. So it's just like, okay, if you want to put all your time and effort into, like, keeping up with the politics, you go right ahead and you can, like, relate it back to me, whatever you want, but I don't, I'm not going to judge mm-hmm. you or, like, make a deal breaker. It's, like, ignorant, but not in a negative way. <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, I choose to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I, I would never be able to bring myself to date a Republican. 
See, the funny thing about that is that you're our politics like podcast person. So yeah. like I expect nothing else from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I I usually am able to remain as unbiased as possible in like my writings and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But when it actually comes to who I am dating, I I have to draw a line in the sand. I have to have like standards, I guess. And, like, <laughs> I don't want that to sound bad, but like they're my personal standards. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I just couldn't do it. Like I disagree with so many things about politics and Republicans. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to have similar views as your partner because especially if you're like in it for like long term relationships, you know, it is going to be so difficult in the long run if you do not agree at about the same things like at all. If you share completely different views, it is really difficult. See, I'm such a people pleaser that I just don't care. And I'll be like, okay, like, I can agree with you on this. I don't really care if you really need me to agree with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. Yeah, see, that's one thing is just that your views are kind of just, like, vague. And they don't, they're not going to, like, interact poorly with other people's views, you know? So someone like Noah, who has, like, very strong views, that can be very polarizing compared to someone else's. And that is not good for a relationship no matter how many times people say like negatives attract it's not yeah no and the thing is is i'm not gonna like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like the thing is though is i'm never gonna like force my partner to talk politics with me but like at the same time like if he's openly supporting like certain candidates or certain like policies and ideas like that's where i start to have a problem like Mm -hmm. if you don't want to like really talk politics with me or you don't want to be involved in politics at all like i'm gonna make sure you get out and vote but like otherwise i'm completely content with keeping that part of my Mm -hmm. life completely separate from my relationship however i can't keep it completely separate if our like beliefs don't relatively align Mm -hmm. like i i can't compromise my own personal morals and values on behalf of like somebody I'm dating. So would you say since you're like online dating and stuff, it's important for you to put like your political views and stuff in your bio, or would you say it's better to just like wait and see if there's a connection, but then potentially like just be disappointed? See, you know, that's kind of a hard question. I personally don't like advertising my like political affiliations in my bios because even if people have the same ideas as me that tends to scare people off but then you're up front and then you know like okay if this Mm -hmm. person they can't be mad like later down the road when i say something like very liberal because they're conservative yeah i mean and the thing too is is like there's not that many gay Republicans. So, like, it's not really something I have to worry about. But, like, I'm horrified that I'm going to accidentally stumble upon a Christian Walker type kind of person. I don't know if you know who he is, but he used to be on TikTok. He actually just got permanently banned, like, a week ago. But he was insufferable. See, have I ever told you my theory about... This is off topic. It just reminded me uh, that I attract gay men. Yeah, you have told me about this before. So I have a very high, like, uh, male-to-female ratio for, like, a lot of guys are my friends. And, like, a good percentage of them, like, probably about half of them are gay. And I don't know, like, especially in a community like this where we're so small and so more conservative than most places, I don't know how I did it, but I've done it. Oh, Marissa, it's because you don't treat us like accessories. I feel like you're accessories, though. JK, JK. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I was, like, really excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, Marissa's, like, one of my good friends now. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> she treats me like a Prada bag. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, you're just so designer. Like, <laughs> so Gucci. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, despite Marissa's toxicity possibly (laughs) hey man (laughs) we still love her and yeah it is kind of weird how i mean when you say you attract gay men that's weird because then i'm like thinking initially that you mean romantically i'm like that is not what that wouldn't work no so like here's a great example so one of my coworkers, love him to death i call him my work wife uh, I took a picture with him and posted on my Snapchat story. And I'm not even joking. I probably got, like, ten people swiping up. All guys. All gays. Uh, talking about how cute he is. Which, the guy that I was with, also gay. So, like, but no girl swiped up. 
So you're like the perfect wing woman. I mean, That's what I'm hearing. I want to go to a nightclub with you so bad. <laughs> we can't go to a nightclub. No. I know, because there's a panoramic or a whatever. panoramic? <laughs> Have you not seen that TikTok trend? Where, yes, no. Yeah. We're in the middle of a Polaroid, but after the like panorama's over, we should go to a nightclub. We can't even get in, man. We're both really close. Yeah, I just got to wait. By the time the paranormal is over, we'll both be 21 (laughs) anyways. Please don't tell me that. At that point, yeah. I just want to be done, like, by tomorrow. I'm tired of this. Like... Yeah, I'm pretty sick of the parabola as well. How many can you do? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, do we want to talk about anything else? I don't know. I mean, I kind of... I find it interesting, like... I guess kind of closing out the Tinder and like dating app subject, just how many are there? Like, I, I don't know. There's like probably we got Grindr. We got Tinder. Grinder is not Bumble. a dating app. I'm sorry, but it is not. It is clearly for. Um, just call it hookups. Hookups. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's yep. That works. We got Hinge. We got. Y'all, I, I will was... say, however, I'm horribly sick of the hinge ads on Hulu. Like, I've Apple's seen the same one like a thousand times. Also, hinge is just not good for the gays, at least in Michigan. It just doesn't work out. It's also just very black and white. Like, Kaylin probably doesn't know what we're talking about because hinge isn't very popular. But it's like a very, like, what you see is what you get kind of app. Like, okay. it's black and white for the icon once you open it. Like, you can, like, scroll through and see people's pictures and, like, little bios about themselves and stuff like that. And that's about it. Like, you message. There's, like, nothing, like, fancy-dancy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Tinder, you can super like someone. Mm-hmm. and I hate super likes. You hate that's getting them or you I hate giving them? I wanted to do, talk about both. I hate getting and giving super likes. Because really? when I give a super like, I feel like I'm desperate. acting desperate yeah. or, like, I'm overly eager but then when I get a super like, I'm like, oh, he did that on accident. Nobody would super like me on purpose. And then it turns into this whole thing. And then I don't end up talking to like any of the people that super like me because I go into it with this like whole preconceived notion mm-hmm. that they're just playing a trick on me. Like, See, even if, self-sabotage. Like if I get super liked by someone I'm not necessarily interested in, I like get very excited. because I'm like, oh, you want to use your like one super like on me? Also, who pays for Tinder? Like my ex did. No. Yes. Uh. So that's how we started talking again. Was uh, he downloaded it somewhat after we had broken up? And this is not the four-year uh, relationship ex. This was a different one. But um, he downloaded it after we broke up, and one of my friends had found him originally, and so then I found him, and I was like. I get myself into a lot of trouble because I'm just very curious. And so I'm like, let's see what's happening. Let's see if they like me. And so I swiped right. And then, like, the next day I got a notification that he matched with me and he messaged me and stuff. And I was just like – and, like, we had become friends and stuff. And we were talking about it later on. And he's like, oh, yeah, I had originally swiped left on you because I was like, this is going to be weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had Tinder Plus or whatever it's called. And – I so when you swiped right, I saw it and I was like, "That's so weird. Why would you pay for that?" Yeah, yeah. and it's expensive too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like fifteen dollars. Really expensive. It's like fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, to me. I don't understand, but there's just a variety of dating apps, like I was saying, and like I had a um, rather unfortunate situation recently um, last year with a certain ex and. Um, it's like inescapable at this point. Like I'll open up Tinder and he'll be like the third person to pop up, even though I've left swiped him like half a dozen times. Have you tried blocking him? That's what I do whenever I don't like someone. (laughs) You know, I have tried that. I don't know why it doesn't work, but it doesn't. So he keeps popping up on my Tinder or if I go on to Bumble or like anything like that, like he just keeps popping up because he's close and he's gay. Like... (laughs) That's it. They're serving me him repeatedly, even though I've blocked him, because he's, like, one of the only, like, gay people. And it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I shoot. <laughs> it's like a jelly. So, Mark's yeah. Marissa gets distracted very easily. 
I can't say that I recommend uh, gay Tinder, at least in Michigan. It's horrible. I don't recommend Tinder at all, unless you want to play games. Like, no, Tinder Let's is see how many people we can match within like 30 minutes. Yeah, and then all for what? I feel like I don't ever get to know anybody from Tinder. Like, the conversation just kind of fizzles out, always. It's just very overrated. You know, here's something I want to talk about quick. Huh. Let's talk about Marissa. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. So Marissa currently is not in a relationship, but she's kind of with this guy. Oh God! Don't don't blame me. Like obviously, pretty toxic. He's not a great guy, and yet she still keeps having him over. Noah, what would you say to her about this? I would say, Marissa, you're a strong, independent woman. I am most definitely not. Don't need no man, and especially this man. From the sounds of it. Okay, but hear me out. I I literally was talking to Kayla about this yesterday. I have a thing where I do not like guys who are, like, stable. Like, I need you to have a tragic past. I need you to, like, match me in levels. Like, I messed up. I need you to be messed up. Like, you're not, like, that's why actually I'm friends with. That's one of the reasons why I feel like we did not work out because he was from my cookie cup family. Like, he was homeschooled. His family is, like, super religious. Okay. So um, if you have a traumatic past, but you're also a nice guy, please contact us. For and context? let us know. We'll bring you on the show. We'll, like... We'll have we'll a quick... Matchmaker. Like, a little blind date between <gasps> you two. Dude, let's do it. Let's bring... T- okay, hear me. I know we just, like, crapped on Tinder, but what... <laughs> what if we play, like, <laughs> podcast bachelor? <laughs> No, we are not doing that. We'll just have like a line of guys outside the studio. (laughs) No, but for those who are listening, um, since we don't have video, let me quickly explain to you how this is. Me and Kaylin are sitting on one side of the desk and Marissa is sitting on the other side of the desk. And And when Kaylin said, let's talk about this guy that she's kind of dating, but not really. We both look at each other and then look at Marissa and she looks, she stares back at us with daggers. (laughs) Hear me out. She always has daggers. I don't, okay, I understand I don't make good choices and like we have a whole group chat of the girls that we work with at the school together and like every time I say that I'm about to hang out with this kid and stuff they're all I literally have a whole video about all of them sending me videos and like screaming at me telling me no no Marissa you need to stop Marissa (laughs) stop it get some help hey this is this is just cheaper than therapy like it just but makes you need more nowhere, therapy. It, yeah, it's literally the opposite. It is nowhere close to beneficial. All right. Well, we'll keep talking to Marissa about this. Uh, talk to her. We'll we'll move on from it for now, though. So before we leave, I just want to ask you guys. So what do you guys do when you see, like, Kaylin just said that she sees me in a toxic, like, potential relationship. How do you guys, like, handle this? Because, like, I've had friends. Like, I have one right now that literally every time she comes over and hangs out, her uh, boyfriend, like, flips out on her if she's, like, over, like, midnight hanging out with us or anything. Or, like, if we, like, go and hang out with any boys or if she doesn't text him, like, at least once an hour, he, like, loses his mind. And it's just very not healthy and, like, I, how do you guys handle just, like, seeing, like, people that you love in bad relationships? I mean, I guess, I guess I just try to talk to them about it. I'm not super good at like confrontation. I'm, I'm pretty bad at Me confrontation, <laughs> but I don't want to see my friends like so in such a terrible position, you know? So that's why I bring, bring it up to you all don't the time. You know? <laughs> I understand that I'm bad for myself, but I've accepted it. See, the thing is, is it's really hard because you want to see the person in your life that is dealing with some toxic situation um, not have to, in our opinion, suffer with the situation that they've been dealt or have dealt for themselves in Mm -hmm. some cases. And when you're standing by kind of watching that situation unfold, you have to make a decision in that you have to decide whether you're going to intervene and possibly damage your friendship or just wait for it to kind of implode itself and then be there to help pick up the pieces. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't necessarily know if there's any real other way to handle the situation. Or if there is a specific, like, 
better option between those two. Well, because, yeah. like, you don't want to be that person that's just standing there, like, crapping on your friend's significant other and mm-hmm. being like, oh, he's a crappy person. Why are you doing all this? Like, get out of there. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you don't want to encourage it and be like, no. oh, yes, like, this is the guy you should yeah. marry. Like, I've kind of decided when I'm put in situations like that that I really need to stay incredibly neutral until the end. Because if it is truly toxic, then it will come to its horrible toxic end. And I've just kind of resigned myself to, in these situations, just the picking up the pieces role. Mm-hmm. See, my issue is is I've seen too many people get into, like, long relationships. So, like, they will marry, like, be engaged. They'll be married to these people. And it's just, like, at what point can I say, step in? Because, like... You know full well they're not going to listen to you, mm. but if you can, like, show points and stuff, then they start to, like, realize it themselves. Yeah, and catching it before it becomes abusive. Well, and then you also need to consider, too, like, uh, for me and Marissa, like, neither one of us has been, like, engaged or dealt with anything, like, close to a wedding. But the thing is, is, like, if we were to ever talk to somebody... you just assume that nobody's ever proposed to me? Yes. Has somebody proposed to no. you? No. I don't know, but you just assumed it. <laughs> okay, so e- even though my assumptions, cr- anyways, but like we're in a position where we are considered less experienced than other people, and so um, our like want to care could be perceived as jealousy, and that also stinks. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like you both would be. I would consider you both more experienced than me in relationships just because I have only been in one. <laughs> well, what I, my favorite part is that I'll, like, say to, like, one of my friends say, uh, will you give me relationship advice? And then another friend will hear it and say she is in a longer relationship, been with the same guy and whatnot. And so then she gets upset. And it's just like, okay, I think it tells you a lot if I'm going to this person who's not in this long relationship mm-hmm. and has other issues than you because I don't see your relationship as healthy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you obviously know, I mean, you know what a healthy relationship is even if you're choosing not to be in it right now. Oh, <laughs> it makes yeah. me wonder because like, I'll like, look back on my past relationships and I'll be like, okay, so like this is not how it should have mm-hmm. went. And it's just like, has it? Is there really a healthy relationship like out there? Like after seeing you and Brad, I can totally see it. But like every just about every single one of my friends, because like a point that one of my coworkers made when she was complaining about her boyfriend is I tell you all the bad stuff because why would I have to tell you all the good stuff mm-hmm. when it's not something that like builds up inside me? Whereas when he does yeah. all this stuff that like pisses me off and things mm-hmm. like I just need to let it go. Yeah. I mean, there's not a single relationship that's ever going to be perfect that's insane you and, you and brad aren't perfect uh, i have to say we've argued a few times oh my god <laughs> uh and i feel like i was just kind of like like society has set us up for failure like especially me and you where we are like indulge in books mm-hmm. and you just read all these like perfect, perfect love, love stories. stories perfect characters like my dream men you know oh and then gosh. they're like okay no one's ever gonna f- like fulfill this yes i can actually relate that back so um my roommate and i last night watched twilight and new moon and first of all great movies highly recommend <laughs> but actually the love part is what i'm trying to get to here holy cow even in, like, movies and TV, like, it's easy to spot, like, relationship toxicity mm-hmm. and, like, issues. Like... And it's and a very big trend right now, especially with people, like, fa- like fantasizing, if you will, toxic relationships, like, romanticizing yeah. them. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was about to say. Like, it, it definitely romanticizes, like, toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. Like... What a disaster that whole situation is. There's nothing has been. positive about Bella and Edward. No. If you haven't watched or There's, read the books, you get I no have opinion. watched them. Wait, what? I just no. haven't read the books. Okay, then sorry, you don't get an opinion. <laughs> okay, but see, like, the books. Granted, I read these in middle school, so, like, I like, didn't really know what relationships and love were, but, like, they seemed so much more healthy in the books oh, than yeah. in TV. Like, the, the movies really make it sound bad like Mm -hmm. and i mean it wasn't great in the books don't get me wrong but like the thing is is like it definitely romanticized this absolute dumpster fire of a relationship like 
I don't. And the thing is, is like all media kind of is doing that lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone wants to, like, I don't know why it's such a big thing, but people are like, oh, yeah, like, Fifty Shades of Grey is a good example, like that. Oh, yeah, it's a toxic relationship, very toxic. And oh, it's the whole point of the movies. And yet they still romanticize that they fall in love, that they have a kid, that they have this mm-hmm. beautiful house and this life together, and it's just like, he is severely messed up and does not get help, and, like, yeah, this he never, is... The thing that would be amazing, we need... Fifty Shades of Therapy, okay? Fifty Shades of Therapy, yeah. He needs, in the middle there somewhere, he needs to go to therapy. Like, he, in my opinion, he didn't necessarily admit that he was in the wrong. He was just like, this is how I deal with stuff. Well, and look at both of these, like, movie sets. They are some of the highest grossing box office, like, profit movies that have existed. Mm -hmm. The Twilight series and the Fifty Shades of Grey series, for how toxically they portray love, did fantastic in the box offices. Mm-hmm. Well, because, like, uh, Twilight was the one that started, like, the whole vampire werewolf trend and, like, the fantasy and, like, the YA love, if you will. And then yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey is what allowed people to start talking about erotica and, like, sex more openly, yeah. which is super weird because this was not necessarily a book or movie that was doing it in a healthy way. No, it was not a healthy no. relationship or anything like that. It's not portraying it in a healthy way. The only reason it became famous was because it was the first book to do anything like that. That wasn't just, Well, it wasn't you know, even like, necessarily the first book. It was just the first one to get popular because there yes. was books like this before. Yeah, but, and yeah. I mean, the first, like, big series that wasn't just, you know, one of those grocery store romance novels with all of the, like... <laughs> You know, the sex scenes in them. This is something that became so popular and kind of like, I think, probably introduced the idea of like dominance and submissive and stuff like that to a lot of people. And it's just, I don't know. It's, I just don't understand how, because these, like, I've read these books. They're not written that well. Like, no, they're not. I've read Wattpad fan fictions no, that have written, yes. written better. Literally, I started to read the first one because I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and then I quickly stopped reading it. But, like, the thing is, is it was not well written at all. Mm-mm. So I don't know if you guys know what After is. It's uh, their books, and then they came out with movies, and they're both, uh, they have two movies that are in the process of making a third, and the two are on Netflix. Okay. Yes. Uh, so those were originally One Direction fan fictions on Wattpad. Yes, that's what I heard. And the thing is, is I swear to goodness, it uh, Anna Todd, which is a writer, based it off of like Fifty Shades of Grey, just more like YA and like less BDSM or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think those books did play a decently important role in kind of like furthering people's comfort in talking about this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. However, from a story aspect and, like, an actual, like, love, it was a train wreck. First of all, Mm. it sets unrealistic expectations and And people were, like, wanting their own Christian Grey, and it's just, like, if somebody degree... Like, I'm not someone that's, like, feminist or will necessarily stand up for myself to a certain point, but if somebody treated me like Christian Grey did, I would be heck upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the thing, too, is, like, they set unrealistic expectations and standards, and I I don't know. I think as much as they did a good thing in allowing people to talk about this with a little more comfort, I also think that they were, probably did more bad than good. Yeah, because it's, like, like, and people admit it, too. Like, I'm someone that admitted it. Like, I admitted earlier today that I will romanticize someone that is more mentally unstable than someone who is perfectly fine. And, like, maybe this has a part in it, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just very strange, like, that people see that they can't fall in love with somebody that's, like, necessarily good for them. They have yeah. to be with this certain person that... They can... It's a lot of the times I feel like it's a I-can-help-you type thing, like a rescue. Like, they want oh. to be able to help the person. Absolutely. I mean, we were talking about Twilight. That's pretty much the exact mm-hmm. premise of their relationship. Like... And Bella just, like... uh dangling like a little toy in front of Jacob's face the entire time like oh I don't like you I'm team Edward all the way you cannot break me of this team Edward was better in the books but team Jacob was better in the movies except for the last one I'm sorry first of all can we talk about how in the original Twilight movie 
because he has really long hair but no bangs, his hair looks so fake. <laughs> like, anyways. Well, it's a wig. I know, but it looks horrible. <laughs> like, they're trying to sell it as real, but it looks so fake. Don't come at Let's him. Let's just say Team Taylor Lautner and then be done with it. I'm sorry, but your opinion is invalid. <laughs> no. He's really coming for you. You guys were coming okay, at me. and Robert now Pattinson is very attractive. Ugh. Like as Cedric Diggory, maybe, or as like, what I don't is, like what is white, his name? Skinny in, white boys. In Water for okay. Elephants. I will give you that. He is a skinny white boy. But at the same only time, hurt my heart. after seeing Bella go through this entire situation, he then, even though he's supposed to, does it again to her and breaks her heart and then expects her to be perfectly fine with it. So no, I am, I'm team Edward. Even though he did it first, I'm still team Edward. But this is so <laughs> off topic. <laughs> It's so, all about romance. <laughs> Y'all, what if Garrett actually listens to this? I'm going to be very embarrassed. <laughs> I hope he does. Maybe he can come tell us about my love. Yeah, tell us about what it's like raising twins. Love and romance raising twin one-year-olds. At home all the time. Ugh. No break. In the middle of a Panera Bread. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay, on that note, with ending Panera Bread as our last... Pandemic joke. You guys want any last comments? Uh, look out for the news podcast. <laughs> Try and stay out of toxic relationships. Yes, that too. Also, rewatch Twilight. It's on Showtime, and if you have student Spotify, you get that for free. Uh, also, just I know we kind of talked a lot about Tinder, but always, always be safe with it. Yes. That would be yes. my last yes. thing because I have definitely met some like sketchy people on there and you just don't go to someone's house that you do Always not know. share your location with your friend. Yes. And if you're an iPhone owner, you need to know this tip. If you hit your lock button five times, that triggers your emergency SOS. Okay. Yes, it does. I accidentally do that all the time. Yes, I have done it a time or two before. Next time on Modern Love, we will talk about Marissa's expedition into what the middle of the forest with some random guys. Oh, oh God, I need to that, hear this story. Oh, that should have been today. That was a... Uh, Next time, we'll hold that over. People uh, will get excited. Don't worry. We will have another Modern Love podcast. It'll so happen. just to like give you guys a little no, teaser. No, they get no, no teasers. No, 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 no. No teasers. We showed up to these guys in the woods strapped with guns and knives as long as my arms in the middle of the sketchy woods. So look out for Modern Love episode two. Okay. Have a wonderful day, guys.